0: all right it is recording hello everyone and welcome back to scientifically speaking this is darian of lab shenanigans and today i have my beautiful wonderful guest hadine jackson who is a third year motherfucking neurosurgery resident boop, 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 boop. hey hadine how you doing girl
1: <laughs> i'm good <laughs> you're so <ridiculous. laughs>
0: i yeah, <laughs> You know, I, it's it's we have not seen each other. I feel like every guest that I bring on, I haven't seen y'all in a long time. I think the last time that we saw each other face to face was pre-pandemic.
1: Yeah, it was a while ago because it was when I think I tried to surprise you in lab. Yeah, it was actually Ooh, it was probably my intern- yes, yeah. yes, it was probably my intern year of residency. So it's probably yeah, because right after the pandemic happened pretty much at the end of my intern year. So that's probably the last time we saw each other.
0: I remember that because every mm-hmm. time you would try to come in or that one time you actually did come in, mm-hmm. our PI wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And just to just to preface for our, our listeners, Hadeen and I, we um, you're a third year resident and <laughs> I, I was a research tech. How do we know each other? Well, <laughs> we used to be in the same lab before our PI actually became a PI. She was postdoc and that's when i met you my first year as a research tech was your year when you had your hhmi fellowship which is which is motherfucking absolutely crazy because also just to just to preface everything i like i'm listening to my previous episodes and i'm editing them and i'm like okay like these conversations are like dumb funny which i like but i'm like there needs to be some sort of structure because Mm -hmm. we will go off on Tangents. So I've been doing my homework on how to interview people, and I started watching Hot Ones. Do you watch okay. that?
1: No, he <gasps> said Hot Ones.
0: Hot Ones. Yeah, it's oh, where this. i never um, seen that. It's his YouTube series where this host he sits down with like celebrity guests, and they eat mm-hmm. wings. They eat wings. Oh, and then, okay. And then they um, they are like different uh levels of spiciness for each wing, and they work their way up. So the very first wing is like uh mild and then the next one is like a little spicier and like they have different bottles and the whole point is that like this host is interviewing the guests but it's also entertaining because you can also see them like choke up because of how spicy the food is (laughs) and yeah it's it's, it's so entertaining But what is so good about this series is how well um, the host interviews the celebrities. Like he does Mm -hmm. his research. Well, I don't know if he does it or like his research team or whatever does it, but Mm -hmm. he has very like good in-depth questions of like something that the audience wouldn't even know. And sometimes it even surprises the celebrities because they're like, oh my gosh, like I did that 10 years ago or I said that 10 years ago, like where did you find that quote or where did you see this video of me doing this or something like that? So anyway, the take-home message is that I have been doing my homework, and i I came in today with today's episode with some prepared questions, and I'm ready to to ask you, but organically, of course, because I just <laughs> like it's an interview. But yeah, also, okay, this is so random. I got a dog, and he is oh, so really? Yeah, he's so what kind of dog
1: do you did you get?
0: He is a Husky, he's a Husky German shepherd mix. And he is so so beautiful. His name is Helix, by the way, like Helix. Oh, I love, (laughs)
1: you're such a nerd. Of course you would name your dog Helix.
0: (laughs) Okay. So I always get, I I always get two types of reactions. The first reaction is what you just, what just happened? Like, oh my gosh, just cute science. And then the non-science people of, oh, That's an interesting name. (laughs) Do you mean like Felix? Or I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not an accident. Like it's on purpose. Mm -hmm. It's on purpose. Just to kind of catch up with you, like on things. I'm in a new lab now.
1: Yeah. I saw your post about that recently. Yeah. How is that going?
0: It is going so well. And I don't want to repeat myself too much on every episode. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: I might cut this part out because I said it with my previous two guests, but just, just Mm -hmm. really, I just want to catch up with you. this lab is so this lab is amazing like it is a complete mm. opposite okay remember how when we started working together in a lab and we would talk about our undergrad lab a lot like about mm-hmm. how fun it was and yeah. so relax, it really is like that vibe right now and i think because my lab is with rice university and maybe because we okay. are like an undergraduate institution we, there's a lot of undergrads, and a lot of these professors teach like undergraduate students, and mm-hmm. so there isn't there isn't like this this standard or like level of seriousness like our old institution because our old institution mm-hmm. that we we're at was you know, a medical school, a very prestigious medical school. And uh, you said, you see what I'm doing there? I'm saying was to so make it seem as if you don't go mm-hmm. there. So see how I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Uh, uh, no, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Are you afraid that like, if I do include your name, they can just like Google you up
1: I don't care and i mean it's not like i'm not going to say anything that's like this whatever about the program so you're good
0: actually i'm going to splice the audio clips together so that you mm. sound like you're you're shit talking the school so <laughs> <laughs> so at some point i'm gonna you're be good. like i'm gonna be like hey hadeen can you say i fucking hate institution name here <laughs> and then i'm gonna delete all the audio before that i'm just kidding i'm kidding, kidding. I know. <laughs> Yeah, this lab, it's just everyone is so laid back, yet everyone is so on top of things. And I really, I really love this environment because I just feel like this is the type of environment that I wish I was in. And it really is helping Mm -hmm. me thrive, not in like the research setting, but also just like in life and really with social media. Because I genuinely believe that if you can treat your workers well, like you're not only going to help enhance their performance in that setting, but just like overall, like with, mental, like mentally help stimulate them at work and outside of work. Yesterday I went on a hike with my lab and our PI. I say hike. It's not a hike. It was at Memorial park. It was a trail, but our PI kept up for a walk. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like building it. I'm like, oh, we went on this really tough hike. It was mentally endearing. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. But, and my PI was just like, I keep saying our PI because I keep, I'm still in that mental state of we're still in the same mm-hmm. lab together. Yeah, in the same lab.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but my PI, um, when I told him that, oh yeah, his I brought my I brought Helix along, and when I told my PI his name is Helix, uh, he got like a good chuckle out of it, and he said, you know, if you have another dog, maybe you can name, um, you can name the first dog like five prime to three prime. Oh my! Uh, gosh. I know! I know! I know! No! <laughs> <laughs> that does not work. <laughs> and then the next one they no. are the other dog three to five.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh that's taking it too far <laughs> yeah
0: i know i'm like um at that point the name's not even cute it's like yeah. all the the non-scientific people are gonna be like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> yeah you're a weirdo you're a weirdo <laughs> do you have any pets
1: no i i don't right now i don't have enough time to take care of an animal so i have a lot of plants but i I don't have any pets. I do ultimately want to get a dog. I've always wanted a dog since I was a little kid. So um, I think I want to get a golden retriever when I have time to like take care of it. A
0: golden retriever. So it's funny that you said um, your pets are plants because I actually wrote that down as a question. And I see see that on Instagram. (laughs) I see that on Instagram. You're like a plant mom. And I think that's so cool. I've never owned plants. When did you start taking care of plants?
1: So it probably I started it was my intern year. I think probably halfway through my intern year, I just st- I really enjoyed the greenery of it and it just really brightens up the space. So come I on, green them. thumb.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I started collecting
1: them probably I would say like six or seven months into intern year. Yeah. And it's just really rewarding because it gives you something that it's low maintenance to take care of, but you kind of the care you give into it you see them growing Uh, and so it's something you can watch and see kind of flourishing in your space but then it also livens up the space and it's also alive so it's really nice I have a ton of plants now I probably have like over maybe like over 60 plants (laughs) can I see yeah
0: can I see now? okay okay okay
1: yeah
0: I mean our our listeners our listeners can't we'll be able see, to see so so we'll we'll have <laughs> okay. to we'll have to be very descriptive
1: <laughs> holy that's yeah
0: wow i feel like i'm in the amazon forest Ooh.
1: <laughs> i know i call it like my little indoor jungle <laughs> so i have all of, so these are like some pothos here that are kind of like just crawling vining plants so i have yeah. them growing along the wall and then i have a wait how does how do they like, like
0: adhere to the wall like do they, is there something that's whole, hooks
1: so they're little like the command strip hooks and uh, you can uh, just put hooks part of the vines and then they will just kind of, you can guide them to grow along the wall. Gotcha, and, gotcha, gotcha. In, and for the most part, they grow better that way because like in the forest or not trapped out, whatever they, you typically are like growing along like bigger trees and stuff. So yeah. having them grow along the wall actually helps them grow bigger too. Cause oh. they're it kind of simulates like growing on a, a big tree or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I show you, and I'll show you in my my bedroom. I also have a really big uh, climbing plant that I have. It's grown like three sixty around this massive mirror I have. So, oh.
0: yo, <laughs> that looks yeah. like this reminds me of like you know those pictures you see on 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 Pinterest of like oh trying yeah. to uh, trying to get some inspiration on how to design my room. Like this mm-hmm. is this is what I'm thinking of. Like that is. <laughs> That is exactly the, the type of picture I'm imagining.
1: Yeah, it's been really fun. Oh,
0: it. it's also really cool to like reconnect with some of my my close friends and see how y'all are thriving. You know, even though we haven't talked in months, it's just so cool to see how we're all thriving in different ways and how we're growing up. Oh, my gosh. Life. That's I life know. <laughs>
1: No, it's so true literally my whole cuz now it's wedding season, right? So every time yes. I go on Instagram, whatever social media, all yes. I just see is a constant stream like this person getting engaged, this person having yeah. kids. I'm like, wait a minute. We're in that now we really are in that stage of our lives. Which yes. feels weird.
0: <laughs> yes. My friends are getting married, some of them are having mm-hmm. kids, and I'm like, yeah. dang, while they're while they're getting married, they're getting kids. I'm getting my life together. Like I'm barely I'm barely getting my life together. It's- <laughs>
1: no, you're doing fine.
0: <laughs> no, everything you see fine. on social media is fake. It's fake. I am actually the- <laughs> <laughs> And I also see on social media like you have a boo thing.
1: Yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, oh,
0: oh. Do you want me a- can we can really we good. can we talk about it?
1: Yeah, that's fine. Okay, okay.
0: Ooh, how long have y'all been together?
1: It's our anniversary on this Monday, actually.
0: <gasps> oh, wait, anniversary, yeah. like how many How many months, years? One year, one year. <gasps> one year. Girl, yeah. oh my gosh, that's amazing. It's so, it's so funny to hear that <laughs> because I remember when we were in lab and whenever we would grab lunch, we would always talk about like how hard it was to, not hard, but I think like being our age, how hard it was. To find a relationship. And I make us sound so old, but I feel like as we grow older, it is harder to find relationships in grad school, in medical school. I feel like a lot of people are either already married or taken. And so the Mm -hmm. pool of just dating is smaller.
1: Yeah, there's more variety of thought. Definitely. I agree with you. And for me personally, like so many of my, well, most of my friends in med school, they, had like their partners before med school and stuff Yep. yep. a lot of people find their person in med school and for me personally honestly medicine consumes so much of my life I was like I don't want to be with somebody that's also in medicine yeah so my he's a computer engineer so it gives you somebody that has a different perspective
0: that sounds sexy Um. already (laughs) <laughs> you know, cause
1: like, like my other friend right now, she's my co-resident, she's dating somebody who's a general surgery resident. Yeah. And so like a lot of times that they see each other, it's like in the hospital. And I'm yeah. like, I no, I don't want that. Like I want co- some separation yeah. of my life from medicine. Like, I don't want it to my partner to also be like in medicine that we're always talking about like, oh, this patient, that patient. When I come home, I don't want to be thinking about that Yeah. because you just so much of your life is consumed. Unfortunately, yeah, Yeah. and there's a lack of balance. And it's easy, I think, in medicine because we're so busy to just find somebody that's in that's also a doctor because you'll see them in the hospital, yep. and it makes it easy. But then it also makes you not have to make as much of an effort in terms of things that you do to interact with your person, you know.
0: Yeah. So yep, yep. I didn't
1: want I didn't want that for myself. So I was like,
0: <laughs> giving me a Grey's Anatomy vibes. Where okay, I, yeah, I said, <laughs> like, Nah, I'm, I'm good on that. I don't need any Grey's Anatomy in real
1: life in my life.
0: <laughs> the funny thing is i've never seen an episode of gray's anatomy but i kind of get the gist of it because of some of the the motherfucking t submissions that people submit oh really <laughs> they're always saying like how a lot of these submissions are so similar to gray's anatomy about like everyone hooking up And i'm like okay well i guess that's what that show is about medicine and hooking up and not to bash on people that do have their like significant others are also like a medicine i think with you and me like there has to be that there has to be boundaries where we just don't want to see our significant other all the time. If anything, mm-hmm. like that space away from your significant other, ironically, can bring you all closer together.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree, and I understand. I think I understand why it helps. So, I mean, one is the nature of like the space that you're in. Those are the people you interact with a lot. And then also two, nobody really understands what you're going through hundred percent other than somebody that's also in medicine. And even people like, even with different subspecialties, right? Like neurosurgery is like one of the most rigorous and grueling. So, you know, somebody that's in internal medicine is not going to really understand the same, thing that I'm going through. And so I think people do gravitate towards that because it's like, well, you understand if I'm like up at four o'clock and I'm not getting home until like eleven or twelve or something like that. So I think people gravitate towards that level of understanding in -hmm. a partnership too. But I need some degree of understanding, but also some variety of thought.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think also it's just like a good way to talk to your significant other and just like talk about your day because They obviously Mm -hmm. don't know what happened. It really is. It allows you to to have more conversations with your your significant other. When I started dating my... Oh, I didn't tell you. I have a boyfriend. (gasps) Wait! Oh!
1: Oh Oh. Oh my gosh! Okay, now I need to get the catch up.
0: Still it, still it. I feel like every every episode, I kind of like sprinkle like my yeah, my you just boyfriend so- in there like it was nothing. Yeah. <laughs> we started talking August 22nd and then we actually started dating officially as boyfriends November 19th. So Okay. Yeah, yeah, so I think our our 4 months just passed. And by the time that I release this episode, it's probably going to be like May. So mm-hmm. I think at that point it's going to be what our 6 months. So <laughs> Yeah.
1: So, oh, so by the, by the so time my listeners,
0: if I do decide to keep this clip in the, the episode, by the time that y'all listeners listen to this, it might be our six months already, but right uh-huh. now it's uh-huh. uh, we just passed our four months. And then our, our fifth month, our five months is coming up in 10 days. That's crazy. Uh, today <laughs> is April 9th. I like to record all these episodes ahead of time, so yeah. So, yeah. <laughs>
1: oh, I'm so excited for you. That's funny because I remember
0: what
1: because when we were in lab together, we always used to be talking about that, like how hard it is to date and stuff like that. So I'm yeah. so happy that you also found somebody. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, that makes me really happy.
0: Double date, triple date. Wait, yes. no. Paul. Wait, triple. Paul?
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, is, we should. Yeah, yeah. They're Paul moving in Canada? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're moving. June I want to say like June is officially when they have to like leave because of their work visa and stuff oh. so yeah we're trying to do something in uh, maybe April and then also uh, maybe sometime again in May so we should all try to see each other before they leave I'm so sad that they're going
0: yeah okay yeah. so y'all y'all, y'all want to hear about my my toxic trait my toxic trait and I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure you're aware of this I'm sure a lot of my my friends are aware of this but I would do this thing where I'll say Oh my gosh. Like I've seen you forever. Like we should hang out. And then I end up not hanging out with the other person because Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes I just feel, I wouldn't say overwhelmed, but like I'm juggling a lot of things. And so it's always Mm -hmm. like busy, 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 busy. And the moment that I have some downtime to myself, it's, I just want to spend that time to like relax. And, but I definitely feel so like, Lucky and fortunate to have good friends that are just not. Y'all are so understanding that I'm sure. Like when you have some downtime, you just want to be by yourself and you just want to like mm-hmm. binge watch on Netflix and stuff. And <laughs> actually, I've been doing that. I've been binge watching.
1: Yeah. What are you binge watching right now?
0: Uh, is it cake? <laughs> ah, <no. laughs>
1: really? Yes. Is that good? Dude, Netflix, I love Netflix with all the funny reality shows. Yes. I just binge-watched uh, The Ultimatum, so.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. I, I tried watching The Ultimatum because I fell into the Love is Blind uh, rabbit hole. Yeah. And yeah. the hosts, you know, at the reunion of Love is Blind season they two. It, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, ooh, the, the concept sounds good. So I watched the first episode of The Ultimatum and it's just, I don't know. Okay, I'm very picky when it comes to like editing. And so mm. I do not like the cheesy music that's played. Mm-hmm. And mm. I think it's a little bit, maybe episode one is just a little bit too slow for me. And so mm. I think it's so slow that it just didn't reel me in yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe I have mm-hmm. to like push through the first episode and watch the second episode. But I think the concept is very interesting.
1: Yeah, it's it's just, it's a hot mess express show. And it's just, when you want to mm. watch the mad and laugh <laughs>
0: <So> <laughs> girl the <laughs> so game gain- i've
1: watched it kind of just like let my brain just like melt and not think about things
0: girl you know us gays we love hot messes like every time we see a hot mess we gravitate towards it <laughs> yeah
1: that is that show is a straight up hot mess i think they're they have there's one more episode that comes out next week or something yeah that's like the finale that I, it hasn't come out. So I have to watch that, but it's, it's so mad.
0: (laughs) I think they released the first couple of episodes and then they've been releasing it, releasing everything weekly. Right.
1: Yeah. Correct. They've been releasing weekly. It's such a bizarre concept to me. It's like, also a lot of the people in the show are young they're like 23 yeah. 24 yes. talking about an ultimatum after they yes. somebody for a year i'm like what are you talking yeah. about that's
0: another thing that turned me off there was a couple that like i think one of them is a college student right
1: yes yes i was like you're in college and you're trying yes. to pressure well she, the girl had graduated from college but she was trying to pressure her man to age her and he was still in college i was like look Homie doesn't even have a job. He's trying to get yes, his degree. Exactly. Yeah. Like, What are you rushing for?
0: I feel like at that age, I didn't even have my life together. i probably say yeah, like around twenty five was when. That's okay. I mean, actually,
1: maybe I had
0: my life. Let me not. Let's not okay, I,
1: This like, is a lying. good.
0: This is a good segue because I want to talk about the elephant in the room. Okay, I want to talk about the elephant in the room that you are a motherfucking neurosurgery resident. And I didn't understand how, how hard it was to get into that program until our previous PI wrote that letter of rec for you. And because our previous PI was, or is a physician scientist, they've been through that MD, PhD route. And so they, they understand the rigor of both going to grad school and medical school. And they gave me some insight about, like, the different, what do you call, uh, rotations or different, Mm -hmm. I don't know, what what do you
1: call it? Residencies? Is
0: that? I guess, uh, I don't know. Well, yeah. Well, it was a combination of you and her that that gave me an idea of how hard it is to get into um, the neurosurgery residency program. Is that right to Mm -hmm. say? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously, um, I'm not in medical school. but You're good. The institution that you're at right now, they only accepted three or four students.
1: For uh, for now we're one of the bigger programs, so we took my starting my year we've been taking four four residents a year, um, but typically most neurosurgery residency programs take between like one to three per class. So it's oh, like one of the one more to like th-
0: okay. one.
1: Yeah. What?
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that just blew my mind. But at the same time, I'm like, girl, I'm happy for you, but I'm not surprised <laughs> because you are like. And I'm, I'm going to gas you up. I'm going to put you on the pedestal. Oh. You are... What I really admire about you, what made me like you immediately, is that you have such, like, a, a very, like, attractive personality, both physically and internally. But <laughs> <laughs> You have such, like, an attractive personality and you're so easy to talk to. And I thought... I think that was very important for me coming into the lab environment that I we're in, where it was very... Compared to my undergrad lab, it was mm-hmm. just very... um high pressure. And there was just so much stress going on. Mm -hmm. And I think you and I were kind of on the same boat, but I think you were very chillax about it and you got your, like your shit together. You've been having your shit together coming in. I just felt, I guess a little bit lost as a research tech. I thought that a lot of the research that was being done in that lab was just so like exponentially more difficult than what I had Mm -hmm. learned in, in undergrad. So talking to you, allowed me to grasp the concepts and the research much better. But also seeing how laid back and smart you were, was like, that was, you were like a role model for me to, to try to be like that, you know? I mean, it it manifested in, in honestly like lab shenanigans where I'm like, (laughs) but for Mm -hmm. real though, like, and I'm not saying this just because like to, just to like throw compliments at you, but in an alternate universe, if, (laughs) If you weren't in that lab, <laughs> I probably would have like been so, so miserable mm-hmm. and probably just honestly given up on science, uh, and mm-hmm. probably try to do something else. And you made me very hopeful about myself and like, you know, I can still pursue science. I can still I can keep mm-hmm. going with this. And so that's that was like a type of really like figure that I I needed at the time. Oh, thank <laughs> so, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that
0: you're definitely like the type of person that I always like brag about to other um, medical students or so one, if I ever see like a medical student at your institution, I always ask like, Oh, do you know uh, my friend? Oh, really? and <laughs> in fact, someone, who was it? I asked someone, they just rotated in the neurosurgery residency and mm-hmm. I asked them, but it wasn't them. It was like either their significant other or someone that they knew. And I asked if they knew you y'all briefly talked but I'm trying to think who it is. It's slipping my mind. It's slipping my mind now. Anyway, if it comes back, we'll circle back to this. Mm-hmm, that's okay. But anyway, so you're in your third year of residency. Mm-hmm. How is it so far?
1: So it's hard. Um, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but I think the first, the first two years were definitely the hardest, but third year has gotten better one because like you're more comfortable with things and then you're just operating more consistently. Yeah. Um, so the first couple of years, a lot of it is like holding the pager and like running around doing a lot of like four things. And, you know, if you go into a surgical specialty, what you love is the surgery. Right. So yeah. for somebody like me who chose like the most difficult surgical specialty to go into, <laughs> I want to be in the operating room. So yeah. uh, first year could kind of be challenged. You can, you know, you go in as you, you know, when you have availability based on what you get done on the floor, but not as yeah. much as you'd like. So third year is nice. Now, second year and third year, you start being, more consistently doing surgeries and now I'm starting to see like my progress in terms of my level of confidence in the OR things that I'm like comfortable doing and like just my overall surgical skills and it's it's really fun honestly like the cases there are a lot of cases are like challenging and a lot of complex anatomy and stuff but I think that's what I I like and love the most about it yeah um you know the hours can be ridiculous but you know you just you, you, I, it's like I, I just keep telling myself this residency is a temporary portion of this process and like once I finish at least I'll be in more control of my schedule just the training yeah. process is more grueling than once you you know get through that hurdle it things it, get better so
0: why do you think that is and it's probably a very naive question to me but why do you think that residency is the hardest year during this whole journey so far
1: yeah I think one part of it is the learning curve because when you come out of medical school, you kind of have like a general medical knowledge, but then when you subspecialize, there's like a huge like leap, especially for me, I came from a medical school that didn't have a neurosurgery residency program. So I didn't have as much exposure to neurosurgery as like people coming from programs, medical schools that did have that. Mm-hmm. So there was like a big jump of information that I need to like learn and get. Just knowing about neurosurgery that obviously I'm still learning. It's a constant process. Even once you finish residency, you're still constantly learning about your field and things are constantly changing. So I think that's one big thing. And then part of it, I think, is just trying to condense a lot of intensive training to make you be somebody that can be practicing independently. Mm, it does require a certain amount of time. Yeah. I think I do think there's a healthier way to go about it. I think residency is designed in a way that almost weeds out people that can't hang, which I don't think it should be like that. Um, I think there's a healthier way to go about like structuring the hours and still training people effectively Mm -hmm. um, that we haven't yet gotten to that point. Like right now, you know, the ACGME has like, okay, 80 hour workout restrictions, which nobody's really following. (laughs) If you're in a surgical specialty, nobody's working 80 hours. Even 80 hours is obnoxious for most date like most yeah. people that work nine to five, you're working forty hours. Like our our work hour restriction is double what the average person is working, and even mm. beyond that, we're all working more than that, right? Oh, gosh. so it's just it that itself, the hours and the schedule make it really challenging because yeah. you're just like as much as you love something, if you're physically exhausted all the time, yeah. it's hard to really enjoy it all the way. So um, I think there's changes that need to happen it will take like a big overhaul across like a, a lot of residents have to come together to make yeah. some significant changes in terms of like this, the, the way everything is structured and organized, but that's something that needs to work change. I think for sure.
0: It makes me wonder if there are any like paper that studies the different, how long hours can affect like mental capacity in residency.
1: Yeah. I think there, there definitely have been studies looking at like, kind of obviously like the effects of like sleep deprivation and on residents but the big thing is all of this is money driven right
0: like gag. Like
1: it's that's this that's really yeah. the honest truth if if that like financial component doesn't also shift yeah. or whatever or if like you know a big enough group of residents really are like you know this is not what it is what it needs to be no like long-standing changes will happen i think it'll take a lot it'll take a lot for there to be like significant residency reform yeah um and it just takes a lot of people that are I guess willing to kind of risk some of their you know things in their job to be able to you know make some changes
0: do you think once you're out of residency and then you um
1: oh once you finish you're in attending so right now I'm a resident doctor and then I'm in attending
0: okay so then okay so I actually hear the word attending a lot and I I didn't know what it meant but Mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense yeah so you're in attending for how many years
1: Pretty much, that's it. Once you're finished, oh, you're a resident for the yeah. That's then that you're an attending forever until you decide to not practice medicine anymore.
0: Oh,
1: okay that that actually yeah. I,
0: I hope I hope my listeners have the same exact question because I hear the word attending all the time from like other like from medical uh medical doctor content creators and I'm like I don't know what that means and honestly there hasn't been like a inclination for me to google it so <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. so there okay and so once you become an attending um is that like an avenue that you want to further explore like go down where you want to try to change
1: like residency stuff um, yeah. yeah i think if i stay in academia it would be something that i want to do because i think it would help even just like overall like program for like resident wellness i think my place has something like that but i don't necessarily think everything is as accessible as it can be yeah um so i think that would be helpful to just focusing on that i know different different programs have like different degree of wellness programs which i think are important to institute so that's something i think there's a lot of stuff that can that
0: can be changed (laughs) oh yeah 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 it's probably too early to ask this, but, you know, if you are wanting to to go down that route, are you wanting to stay in, should I say the city? Are you planning to stay in Houston well, or even like stay in the same institution to try to make a change in this place or go somewhere else? Um,
1: I don't know. I So I don't think I probably, I probably don't want to practice as an attending where I did my residency. Mm-hmm. Just that's just for me personally, because I think part of it is. A lot of sometimes people will still kind of see you as a resident, at least for a period of time, because yeah. they kind of have to transition their mindset about you. Um, so I think it would be nice to go somewhere different where I'm kind of starting new.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so and I'm not so I'm not restricting myself to a specific city or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I kind of see where I end up and get a job.
0: <laughs> after hey, I not to shit on Houston. You see... I've been, I was born and you raised You don't like in Houston. Houston? Well, oh, I, was well you born, yeah, awesome. I was born and raised. In, I know I'm a, I'm a Texas girl. I've been, I was born and raised in Houston, went to school in Austin. And now I'm back in Houston. And I'm just like, I'm ready. I'm ready to like live out my city dreams and move somewhere bigger. It's just, I feel like I've done so much. I've done everything that I wanted to do in Houston. And I just kind of got bored, you know? So definitely mm. I want to like visit and live somewhere else. I've been thinking Cali, but yeah it's expensive It's so yeah expensive. i love california
1: but it's expensive i know my cousin lives out there in san francisco
0: oh <gasps> i love yeah. san francisco it's like gay central like that's where i want to <laughs> also okay i'm sorry to to stop this abruptly i gotta pee you know this could be no, a really good. good break yeah you're good Go ahead. hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot Oh, Houston, San Francisco, Gay center. That's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, would, I would love to live there or live, live somewhere else than Houston. I'm really interested in your residency journey. On the podcast, I've talked to several medical students now, but they're like in different parts of their their journeys. We've had like Mm -hmm. a first year medical student, third year. And I think one is one is getting ready to apply for residency programs. Mm -hmm. So you're the very first person on this podcast that is a resident, more specifically a neurosurgery resident. So you've been through it all getting into medical school, passing your step exams, doing wet lab research, applying for residency. So far, what has been like the hardest part of your journey?
1: Ooh, the hardest part of my journey of getting into residency?
0: Yeah. Everything hmm. up to this point.
1: That's actually a really good question.
0: I, please, I feel <laughs> like I've got to so yeah. many hard things. You know, because <laughs> like, just like, that's a tough question because it wasn't hard at all. (laughs) No, it's the opposite.
1: No, the opposite. Not even, I think, so overall, for me, probably the hardest thing was coming from kind of a lot of it comes because I was from coming from a place that didn't have a residency program. So a lot of it was kind of figuring things out on my own of like how to go about getting into a a neurosurgery, specifically residency program. What were the things that were required? And I was also at a college that they didn't have as strong like neuroscience research. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have the opportunity to do a lot of research that I needed to be able to get into residency. So that was one of the things that was the reason why I did the Howard Hughes Fellowship because I knew I needed like dedicated time yeah. To do heavy intensive research. And then I also did wanted to go to a place where they had a strong neurosurgery residency program since I was coming from a place that did it. So at least I could do some networking that way. Yeah. Um, so that's what I ended up doing. And yeah, I yeah. made like connections with that department. Uh-huh. Um, so that kind of became like my surrogate residency program in I the see. process of applying for a resident neurosurgery residency. That is so was really smart. helpful because then I got a lot of like guidance and support. Uh, through that avenue that I didn't have for my home institution. So I think that was probably for me, the most challenging part of kind of just trying to steer and yeah. figure out this whole process pretty much on my own. Um, Cause I didn't have that from where I was the school I was coming from. So I think people that have a um, their own home institution that has a residency program, it's super helpful. Like I see the med students in my, in my residency mm-hmm. that, like in my school, they, the number of papers that they're getting and like the research they're on, how involved they are in the department. And I'm like, I didn't have that, you know? So yeah. that makes it so much easier. And it's hard because you don't know when you're applying for medical school, what specialty you want to go into. So I think something that I wish I would have known when applying for medical school or even choosing where I went for medical school was trying to choose a place that had all, if not almost all of the Uh, residency subspecialty. So no matter what I chose, I would have like a department support that had like was already in the academic setting. Um, So it's hard to predict that though, but I didn't know that I was going to choose something like, so um, kind of hyper-specialized or whatever. So it would have been helpful to have more support in that area, which I think that's something that for med students or people applying is like helpful advice that I didn't have.
0: I'm learning a lot. I've known you for like for quite a while and I, I didn't know all this. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Then again, you know, when we're in lab, like the last thing we want to talk about is like lab stuff. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and now that we're both not loud anymore, it's like, I'm interested in learning about this. Yeah, no, I know. I feel so like that's, that's how I am too, where when I was in middle and high school, I didn't like history. I had no interest in history whatsoever. But now I think it's so interesting to learn about the history of certain scientists and how certain things, you know, were discovered. And I think that was really a bridge for me to get back into learning history. Now I love history, which is insane. Mm -hmm. But I think that's so cool. And I think you really brought up a really good point of networking. Oh my gosh, my allergies Mm -hmm. literally eating my ass. (laughs) (laughs) But I think you brought a really good point of like networking where we always hear the word networking in, in college and always try to make friends network with people that work in these companies because they can always, you know, help you out. And it really is important. For both of us, how we've got to where we are right now is really networking. Mm -hmm. I think I kind of just networked by accident, but you girl, you did your homework and you like (laughs) looked ahead. And And I actually do remember a bit of that where uh, you were talking with our previous PI, they were very on board to help you try to connect with other doctors in the program, Mm -hmm. in the Institute. So I think it's really impressive on your part for doing your homework.
1: Yeah, no, I think, yeah, it's important. (laughs) We're
0: in. <laughs> All right. So before we end this episode, Hadine, do you have any advice for our listeners?
1: I think something that I've been learning and working on through throughout like the whole, this whole process, medical school and now in residency is just balance.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I think a lot of times that can be lost in more rigorous career paths like medicine or doing um, like science or just PhD stuff. So I think uh-huh. finding things in and outside of work that bring you joy and passion. Yes, yes. And not losing sight, especially in medicine and science, just STEM period, finding <laughs> creative outlets because you need that. Yes. <laughs> like for me, it's like doing like the plant thing, interior design. So I'm not only fully s- consumed in STEM, like yes. that gives me a nice healthy outlet, which I think everybody should do. So balance is key. Mm-hmm. Don't lose yourself in STEM.
0: oh, snap, snap, <laughs> so snap. <laughs> that
1: would be my uh, little, little tidbit <laughs> advice.
0: <laughs> For me, when I went on this, uh, this quote unquote hike yesterday with my lab, our PR wanted to take a group picture and he was mentioning like, oh, maybe right now is not a good time because the lighting's really harsh. And then mm-hmm. contrast brightness, blah, 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 shutter speed, blah, blah, blah. And as a joke, I was like, okay, come on, photography. And <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I've also been doing photography too. I've been getting into that as well.
0: And then the lab members are like, oh no, like he mm-hmm. loves photography. Like he does on the side. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? A PI? Yeah. Have- a PI having... Interest outside of STEM? Yes. What? <laughs> so, <laughs> and it shouldn't
1: be crazy like that at all. Like that should be normal, right? Yeah, like, I think yeah, that should yeah. be normal. <laughs> no, that's good. I'm glad that he does that. That's, that already tells me that's a healthier yeah. <laughs> lab environment for
0: you. <laughs> as dumb and as normal as that sounds, for me, that was just mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. I had to take a step back and really just appreciate that my PI does have an interest outside of lab. Those are really good advices. And if my followers want to follow you, where can they find you? Do you want me to, to mention this or no?
1: Yeah, you can. It's.
0: But no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to backtrack. So just for. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hold on, my, my Instagram is like a weird, whatever one. So I don't even remember how I spelled no. it. It spelled weird.
0: I just remember Serendipity serendipity yeah okay yeah. it
1: is that's what it is it's serendipity but um it's spelled weird with a dot in between
0: let me let me do my my okay. little <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> now you know what goes Serious? behind the scenes of these podcasts <laughs>
1: i know i know i know that's why you have that's why you edit
0: yes yes snippet, yes, snippet yes here and there <laughs> all right Hadid. if my listeners want to follow you where can they find you
1: So I'm on Instagram. It's serendipity. It's called a little weird because the serendipity handle was already taken. Oh, yeah. So there's a dot in between the D and there's an extra I after the P.
0: Yes. S-E-R-E-N dot D-I-P. I T Y. I'll also include it in the description, so no worries. Hadine, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk about this. It is so good catching up with you. I am so down for this triple date.
1: Yes, we have to schedule it. Yes, yes, yes.
0: <laughs> I really want to visit the. Um, actually, let, let's let's end the recording. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince.